The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. of the Ascended Masters have been called the path above the path. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. Well, hello and greetings. Um, Thanks for joining us again today. You are tuned to The Open Door, the internet voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. I'm Tom Schumacher. I'm Ross Brunson. Today our focus is on freedom Hmm. and on one of the key Ascended Masters you just referred to, St. Germain. You know, you've heard us refer before to the fact that we all have friends in high places. Well, we have no better friend in high places than St. Germain. He is the hierarch of the Aquarian Age, Violet Flame Master, and God of Freedom for the Earth. Well, like we talked about at the end of last <laughs> week's show, St. Germain has quite a resume. I'll say. And he's literally laid it all out on the line for us again and again as we strive to gain that freedom from earthly limitations and join him and the other Ascended Masters in the Ascended Realm. You know, St. Germain has been with us in many guises over the centuries. Um, he was known and written about as the Wonder Man of Europe, during the 18th and 19th centuries. Well, you know, in fact, his, uh, his CV reads like a who's who of pivotal embodiments. <laughs> Christopher Columbus, Roger Bacon, Thomas More, Thomas Beckett. Well, more than that, he was a high priest on Atlantis. He was the, the prophet Samuel, uh, Merlin the alchemist, St. Joseph, and many others. You know, at various times, Tom, he's been a count, a mm-hmm. king, a magician, and a master of ancient wisdom. He's been a Rosicrucian, a Knight Templar, <laughs> And a Freemason. <laughs> and he's really covered all the bases I'll, there. I'll say. If there was ever a soul who served the flame of freedom and of arts and of exploration and science and the spirit, it is definitely St. Germain. And, you know, his service to humanity continues even now. Though ascended, St. Germain is, as we've said, the sponsor of America and the hierarch of the Aquarian Age. And his flame is the violet flame mm-hmm. and his keynote is freedom. Let's take a moment now and look a little closer at what kind of freedom St. Germain represents and how this pertains to each one of us individually. You know, you speak individually. I think you've heard it said that when the pupil is ready, the teacher appears. Through a desire to reach higher, the spiritual seeker, through his his or own free will, signals a readiness to be taught and introduced to higher and higher realms of spiritual understanding and attainment. Well, you know, in other words, we're removing the shackles and the limitations of our own human thought, Mm -hmm. and up we go into the realms of spiritual freedom. And these attainments that we're talking about must be earned. Um, The Ascended Masters never interfere with our free will, Mm -hmm. and they do not offer their guidance without being asked. That's right. We know that advice without asking is, you know, can be making karma making. Even. <laughs> you know, we're always free to choose. And St. Germain comes to us to teach us the way of freedom. In a few minutes, we're going to hear much more about this in our upcoming interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet. 
In this interview, a great one, Mrs. Prophet quotes this exceptional master, and I'd like to repeat a small portion of it here, mm-hmm. simply because it's so relevant. St. Germain asks, what does it mean to choose freedom? And then he answers his own question. It means to free your own self-awareness so that you can be aware of the self as having the potential of the infinite. Huh. Freedom to be aware of the infinite. You know, without the limited interference of the human mind and human reason, no doubt. Um, this can be a hard lesson to really grasp and embrace because we are literally surrounded by the human matrix of limited beliefs. Um, limited beliefs about who we truly are and what we can truly become. You know, it's like as a small child, oftentimes, you know, you, you sit there and you look at the sky and you look <laughs> at the stars and you think, wow, this is the universe. And all of a sudden you think, what's outside the universe? <laughs> the concept of the infinite can make you dizzy. Uh-huh. It's kind of like discovering, though, that you can fly and imagine, just imagine the freedom uh-huh. that that would create if you could fly, truly fly. You know, and, and again, this is freedom that we can choose and that we can experience. You know, I don't know about you, but the concept of a freedom so complete as to allow an experience of the infinite, that's totally awesome. Yeah. I mean, almost beyond words, though uh, we often feel the need to try to capture it in words. <laughs> right. And again and again, we come up against this iron curtain of the human reason. We try to use the finite <laughs> to contain and to define the infinite. It yeah. just can't be done like that. You know, so in a way, I think, uh, accepting the level of freedom that the ascended masters like St. Germain teach and involves an act of faith. You mean like belief in things unseen? Oh, yeah. You know, and, and so how do we experience St. Germain's brand of freedom? Well, like every good, good thing that we want, we work at it. Mm-hmm. And by conscious choice, we have to let it in as we talked piece by piece. And once we have it, we have to preserve it and protect it and keep it safe. You know, th- this is really a key point, Ross. I think as we mentioned earlier, St. Germain is the sponsor of America. In essence, St. Germain is the sponsor of the freedom that America represents. Right, Tom, and as we know, I mean, just look around. Those freedoms that America represents must not be taken for granted. They can actually be squandered and lost through neglect and through negligence. You know, and it never happens all at once. No. There's a persistent, often quiet, and, you know, barely noticeable erosion that slowly but surely eats away at the foundations of freedom. And these are the ones that we gain through our country's Declaration of Independence, Bill of Rights, Constitution, You know, Tom, I think we need to regain a sense of the true freedom that is our birthright. And St. Germain is here to help us do just that, but only if we're willing. (laughs) It's a big if. You know, but you're right. If we are willing to be taught and to let go of any preconceived notions that freedom is somehow automatic, then there's hope for us individually and as a nation. Mm -hmm. And after all, the masters have clearly told us that as America goes, so goes the world. And at the heart of that equation is a foundation of essential freedoms that cannot be abridged without grave consequences. That's a weighty topic. I mean, let's recap. Freedom is a right, mm-hmm. but it's also a choice. And to have it and keep it requires us to be diligent mm-hmm. and to be on our guard. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's probably obvious to state it, but nonetheless, freedom once granted can be lost. And once gained, must be zealously guarded and defended. You know, And let's not forget that it is St. Germain who also brings to us the divided flame as an indispensable tool for self-transformation and freedom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having said that, for more on St. Germain freedom and the Violet Flame, let's go to our excerpt uh, from Violet Flame to Heal Body, Mind, and Soul, read by our friend Terry Kennedy. Good. St. Germain's Gift of the Violet Flame The Ascended Masters, together with the angels and archangels, teach us how to liberate ourselves and others. From spiritual worlds, These masters have communicated to us 
through various messengers. Both Mark and Elizabeth Prophet were trained to receive messages from the Masters, which are called dictations. The Masters have also dictated many of the decrees that we use. When you recite their actual words, you have direct access to their protection, guidance, and blessing. Each Ascended Master teaches us about a different aspect of God. St. Germain, who has been the inspiring force, if not the key player, in freedom movements throughout the millennia, has shown us how to use the violet flame to free ourselves and all mankind. The violet flame is a spiritual energy used in the retreats in the heaven world. It is also known as the mercy flame or the flame of forgiveness, as well as the freedom flame. This seventh-ray aspect of the Holy Spirit can be called forth through prayer and mantra. The violet flame is the essence of one of the seven rays. Just as a ray of sunlight passing through a prism is refracted into the seven colors of the rainbow, so spiritual light manifests as seven rays. Each ray has a specific color, frequency, and quality of God's consciousness. The violet ray is known as the seventh ray. When you invoke it in the name of God, it descends as a beam of spiritual energy and bursts into a spiritual flame in your heart as the qualities of mercy, forgiveness, justice, freedom, and transmutation. St. Germain is known as the Lord of the Seventh Ray. Each time we pray to Him, He brings us many gifts of the Spirit, His joy, diplomacy, and creativity. He can inspire us with His innovations in science, literature, religion, government, philosophy, education, healing, alchemy, and other fields. For almost 70 years, St. Germain has been preparing us to enter into the age of Aquarius, an era of peace, freedom, and enlightenment. He appeared to Guy Ballard in the early 1930s and gave him the first teaching on the violet flame. St. Germain said that after centuries of keeping the knowledge of the violet flame secret, the Masters had decided to release its use to the public during this crucial time. St. Germain has said, The use of the violet-consuming flame is more valuable to you and to all mankind than all the wealth, all the gold, and all the jewels of this planet. The violet flame works a little like soap. Soap gets dirt out of your clothes by using the positive and negative charges of atoms. It works because each of its molecules has two sides, a side that is attracted to dirt and a side that is attracted to water. The dirt-loving side attracts the dirt, like a magnet attracts paper clips when it is dragged through a box of them. The water-loving side sticks to the water, carrying the dirt with it. When we invoke the violet flame, it sets up a polarity between the nucleus of the atom and the white fire core of the flame. The nucleus, being matter, assumes the negative pole. The white fire core of the violet flame, being spirit, assumes the positive pole. The interaction between the nucleus of the atom and the light in the violet flame establishes an oscillation. This oscillation dislodges the densities that are trapped between the electrons orbiting the nucleus. As this hardened substance that weighs down the atom is loosened, it is thrown into the violet flame and carried away. But unlike soap, the violet flame does not simply surround and remove the debris. It transforms it into pure light energy. Freed of this debris, the electrons begin to move more freely, 
thus raising our vibration and propelling us into a more spiritual state of being. Archangel Zadkiel had this to say, In one moment you sit surrounded with every kind of negative thought in your aura. In the next, you decide to invoke the violet flame, and lo, the mighty power of the seventh ray, as a giant electrode of cosmic energy, begins to form around your person. The violet flame angels gather around you. With palms outstretched, they direct across your four lower bodies in your aura an arc of the violet ray. As that arc flashes across your being, it vaporizes the negative conditions. They literally disappear from heart and mind. When we return, we'll hear an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet entitled, The Master St. Germain. Don't go away. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. In the following interview entitled The Master St. Germain, Elizabeth Clare Prophet shares details about this remarkable master and his dedication to freedom for all. You've mentioned St. Germain. Could you tell us more about him? St. Germain is the Ascended Master who is the Chohan of the Seventh Ray of Freedom. He is more than an ascended master to me. He is the very spirit of freedom. 
in the heart of America. Our listeners may recall that we have spoken of him as the master of the Aquarian Age, as Jesus was the master of the Piscean Age. Saint Germain comes to teach us the way of freedom. He asks the question, what does it really mean to choose freedom? And he answers it, it means to free the electrons in your body and consciousness, to flow with freedom's fire. It means to allow the electron to choose the path of freedom and not to subject that electron to the bondage of a limited consciousness, a limited matrix. It means to free your own self-awareness so that you can be aware of the self as having the potential of the infinite. I spoke to our listeners about the moment when I contacted St. Germain in this life, when I saw his portrait painted by Charles Sindelar in a book that my mother had. When I saw his face, I remembered my calling. I know that I am not unique in that millions of Americans today feel the tie of their heart flame to our beloved Saint Germain, our Uncle Sam. He was embodied as the Prophet Samuel, hence the name, and he overshadowed the early American patriots in the framing of the Constitution, in the designing of our flag, and he even anointed our first president, George Washington. We spoke of him in his incarnations as Christopher Columbus, Francis Bacon, Joseph, the protector of Mary and Jesus, and even as Merlin, the advisor to Arthur, and the magician, in reality a priest of the order of Melchizedek, at the court of Camelot. Saint Germain has been known as the Wonder Man of Europe when he tried to save and to unite Europe, but failed, and then came to the United States to form a more perfect union. Saint Germain is very concerned today about freedom and about its preservation in every nation. He speaks out about the selling away of America, her technology, her wheat, the giving away of her funds, and allowing the American people to bear the burden of the support of those in every nation. Especially does he deplore the selling away of military secrets, arms, and weapons to those who turn around and use these against the sons and daughters of God in every nation. What does St. Germain see as the biggest foe to freedom? St. Germain has taught us that it is our own selfishness and self-indulgence which will cause us to lose our freedom. He inspires us to make greater sacrifices for freedom, not to indulge ourselves so much in luxuries, but to realize that the destiny of the American people is to guard freedom and to be the watchman on the wall of freedom for the world. This involves sacrifice, but he says that if we allow America to be the last remaining republic and the last place where full freedom is accorded the individual, we will not stand, and therefore he is for the defense of freedom in every nation, and he blames us for allowing the deaths of millions of people in Vietnam, in Cambodia, in China, as we have supported the communist regimes which have taken over these nations. He is determined that we should defend Taiwan as an island of people of light, and that it should not become a football between East and West. He is also very concerned lest America give away the Panama Canal, 
because he sees that canal as a focal point like the nexus of a figure eight between the energies of North and South America. He is concerned then that we retain the right to protect that canal for the use of all individuals and all nations. He is also very concerned that children in America receive the right education and the right understanding of our nation and its peculiar genius rather than the blending of all nations into a one-world type of government. St. Germain teaches us that the individual genius of every nation must be preserved as a crucible for individual self-government and that the types of self-government which people are to evolve must be unique to their own soul's evolution and therefore our form of government is not necessarily the best for every nation nor should we try to have some sort of a world elite body ruling peoples who ought to be ruling themselves and who ought to be taught the way of self-government. St. Germain does see world communism as the greatest threat to individual freedom, especially the freedom of the soul to walk the path of initiation with the Christ and the Buddha. Where that freedom is denied, the purpose for life and for living is lost and then the very purpose for the perpetuation of earth itself is lost. Every soul on earth is intended to be free to attain reunion with God. Where that freedom is denied, those who deny it must be challenged. St. Germain is very fervent about this because you see the people of the world today are in embodiment to inaugurate a new age. 2,000 years when the flame of freedom in science, in education, in art, in culture must be extolled. And therefore, we as a people and as a government cannot compromise. We cannot sit at the table with the enemies of freedom and proceed to give away entire territories and nations and actually seal the fate of millions of souls in the hands of those who are the tyrants. Now these tyrants exist in East and West, and they are not unique to the communist nations. And therefore St. Germain is concerned that we watch our representatives in government, that we watch those who are not actually continuing the purposes for which America was founded, and that we realize that it is more than material freedom that must be guarded, but it is spiritual freedom and therefore those policies which seem correct in the way of socialism may not be correct when we understand that the purpose of America is to champion the free enterprise system because in that system, in our economy, it gives the maximum opportunity for the individual to develop the Christ potential within himself. As soon as the government or large corporations are doing for the individual what he can do for himself, then he is being deprived of his freedom, his freedom to create. St. Germain teaches that without the freedom to create, there is no freedom, because to create is the very basic endowment we have with a gift of free will. As soon as you have a government which then provides everything that the individual needs so that he does not have to exercise the muscles of the mind or of the soul or even move himself, the energy of sloth, self-centeredness, and the pleasure cult sets in. And this danger of the pleasure cult in America today has never been greater. 
And therefore, St. Germain has given a very fiery mantra to his devotees, which I would like to give to lovers of freedom who are listening today. The flame of freedom speaks, the flame of freedom within each heart. The flame of freedom saith unto all, Come apart now and be a separate and chosen people, elect unto God, men who have chosen their election well, who have determined to cast their lot in with the immortals. These are they who have set their teeth with determination, who have said, I will never give up, I will never turn back, I will never submit, I will bear the flame of freedom unto my victory. I will bear this flame in honor. I will sustain the glory of life within my nation. I will sustain the glory of life within my being. I will win my ascension. I will forsake all idols, and I will forsake the idol of my outer self. I will have the glory of my immaculate, divinely conceived self manifesting within me. I am freedom, and I am determined to be freedom. I am the flame of freedom, and I am determined to bear it to all. I am God's freedom, and he is indeed free. I am freed by his power, and his power is supreme. I am fulfilling the purposes of God's kingdom. What can the individual do in defense of freedom right now? Right now you can say in the name of Jesus Christ, I call to Almighty God to defend freedom in the heart of every American and every citizen of every nation. And I call to the heart of the blessed ascended Master Saint Germain, to the heart of Mary the Mother, and I call for legions of angels and the hosts of heaven to intervene in the destiny of every nation on earth. I invoke the flame of freedom as the violet flame, I call it forth now. Let it come from my own I am God presence, and let it descend into the chalice of my heart, to be released this day, and to clear the way for the coming of the hosts of the Lord. It is very important for people of every religion to realize that this form of impassioned plea to the Almighty is a fiat which is made in the name of the Christ and our own Christ self. And these fiats can be made while you are driving your car, while you are cooking dinner, or showering in the morning, or doing your ironing. Whenever you have a moment, whenever you hear a news report of some dire calamity, immediately make a call in the name of the I am that I am, to one of the ascended masters, to Almighty God himself, and know the infallible law of the cosmos which declares, The call compels the answer. Thank you very much. Up next, our weekly visit and Q&A with Sidney Bennett. Please stay with us. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God. And as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self. 
the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it Nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to the Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. We're back, and joining us once again is our friend Sydney Bennett. Hello, Sydney. Hi, gentlemen. Hi, Sydney. You know, like us, I know you love St. Germain. And uh, would you like to take a moment to perhaps expand a bit more on what we've already heard about this wonderful master? Well, I'd love to. Thank you. You know, St. Germain is a name that obviously a lot of people haven't heard of, although those in the esoteric um, teachings worldwide know that name because it's, it's quoted quite often. But for most of us, and for me certainly, it was, it was a new person, a new thing that I didn't really understand. And how does this person relate to Jesus? And I got a little confused, especially when I learned that he was the hierarch or the leader, if you will, of the Aquarian Age. But as I studied it more and I understood how cosmic law works, and this is certainly not uh, that Jesus' role has not reduced any, it's just a natural transition in the flow of things to move to a new age. The winds of Aquarius are truly blowing, and St. Germain brings those winds. And I think what's so amazing about St. Germain is when you study his embodiments, you can see one right after another how they were building the building blocks of society. And it's interesting, um, when I was a boy, I can remember my father telling me that, you know, uh, less than 100 people are responsible for all the progress of Western civilization. And what he didn't know <laughs> at the time was it's not really 100 people because many of those embodiments were St. Germain's. So we have a soul <laughs> that has done such an incredible amount to bring this civilization along, something that we take for granted. But what we take for granted is a result of very hard work and devotion and spiritual progress at St. Germain and the price that he's paid in many embodiments to bring forth this truth. And so I think when we hear the name St. Germain and are not familiar with it, the best way to get to know him is to look at some of his embodiments 
read some of his teachings and see this incredible devotion and love that this soul has for this planet and how much he as an individual has done to bring the entire civilization along. And now it's, now it's his time for him to see some fruit of this. And that is what we'll be talking about a little bit, I think, later, which is the golden age that is meant to come on this planet, and hopefully it will come in the physical. But this is a, a master that is sacrificed, continues to sacrifice for America, for freedom, for us individually. And even the gift of the violet fame, he had to pay a price for to be able to bring forth. So here is a master that is worth getting to know and understanding because he's key to our personal growth as well as the salvation of this planet. You know, um, I, before I ask you kind of a follow-up to that, I wanted to make sure our audience knows that a correction is in order here. Um, I had made the statement at the beginning of the program that among his many incarnations was as Thomas More and Thomas Beckett. Those incarnations were El Moria. They were not mm -hmm. uh, Saint Germain. He's had enough inc incarnations of famous people, but those two were not his. Without those added. Yes, yes without those added. Well, of course, um, El Moria is another one that's made great progress for Western civilization, so you can see the hundred becomes a handful. Oh, absolutely. And I think we'll probably focus on El Moria here in a later show. Um, very much one of my favorite masters. Um, but one of the things we wanted to follow up on in terms of the freedom that St. Germain represents, um, both in all of his embodiments, but more to the point in this moment, as one of the sponsors of America, would you care to add a little bit more detail about just what that means to us as a country as well, I mean, as a nation and as a people? Well, it has long been God's plan to bring forth America as a place of freedom for this planet, where it begins and spreads, hopefully, to every nation. And it was protected and prepared. And even as embodiment as Christopher Columbus, St. Germain discovered America. And it's interesting, if you read about him, it was very much a spiritual journey. And, and you know, he discovered it through prophecy, if you will, more than just navigation. Mm -hmm. And so he was part of that progress to bring it forth. Then with the sponsors of this country, you know, there's been a lot of books about the American Revolution and the miracle of the American Revolution and, and George Washington and his attainment and so forth. And what people don't realize is that this, a lot of this is because this nation has been sponsored by St. Germain, which means you get an increment of light. You get help that wouldn't otherwise be there. And so that's how we won our freedom with the sponsorship and the great devotion of those that fought for it. And so it's up to us to preserve it and to preserve that sponsorship. And the risk or the danger is, by things our leaders do or the people allow our government to do what is done in this country, that we can, in fact, lose that sponsorship, which would be dire not only for America, but for the entire planet. When um, our officials are elected, um, is there a direct pipeline, whether they're aware of it consciously or not, to St. Germain, like the president, for example? Well, I think that the, the uh, as Mrs. Prophet mentioned, that St. Germain anointed George Washington the first president. And for mm -hmm. uh, most of this hist most of our history, he has been doing that. Um, but you can lose that. And it's, it's an office, not only an office in the government of the U.S., but it's a spiritual office, if you will, because it becomes a focal point for that flame of freedom that is anchored here. And there's great light in America, there's great freedom, there's great people, but unfortunately there are some tares sown among the wheat that don't have the same goals, but want instead to control America. And, of course, we've been taught if America falls, there's not much hope for the rest of the world. Right. So I have a question about that, Sid. When you talk about the office of something, this is something that I think that we're, some of us are quite aware of, that there's almost, and I want you to, if you could expand on it, there's almost a, the office means the mantle or the position that is separate from the person. 
Exactly, exactly. In other words, the office of the President of the United States. There's been many people that have occupied that office, but the office is separate from the individual, and the individual temporarily occupies that and hopefully has enough light and, and devotion that he can wear that mantle. But it's true and not only in secular um, offices or roles, but in spiritual roles as well. The spiritual leaders of the world, there's a mantle, for instance, that goes with being Pope and with other positions. And so we can look upon ourselves as wearing a mantle as well, and it could be a mantle of a freedom fighter, a devotee of God, whatever that is, but with a mantle or an office comes empowerment, if we use that correctly. And so no matter, even though we may be doing our relatively mundane day-to-day activities, we can still wear a mantle of light and a mantle of God in our service to this nation and to the planet to our brothers and sisters. Excellent. Now, yeah, because I've I've long long acted upon uh, interacting with the office of a person, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes that pulls a person higher. Sometimes that really helps the person to, you know, you're not you're not interacting with that particular person and their their human faults. You're interacting with sort of the divine set of responsibilities. Exactly. And there's a great story about when Harry Truman uh, meant was flying to some island in the South Pacific to to meet General MacArthur, and General MacArthur waited until the president's plane landed so he could then arrive. And um, <laughs> when he got on the ground and they met. Um, uh, Truman said to MacArthur, "Looks like paraphrase." He says, "He says you can keep me waiting any time, but don't you ever keep the president of the United States waiting again." <laughs> it's a great teaching on the mantle and the office. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You know, said a lot of people would equate uh, freedom, the word freedom, with the word license. In other words, um, they might understand freedom as a as an absence of limitations or something that they can experience very individually. Like you know, in other words, that there isn't necessarily a spiritual underpinning or any consequences to what they do. And so, you know, what, what you've said, what we just heard, places freedom squarely within the context of cosmic law. I mean, there are strict limits to freedom. And how can freedom be limited? And how do we reconcile this, this contradiction? Well, the reality you know, is we freedom. only limit our own freedom. For instance, those that seek license through freedom, whether it's the pleasure called, as Mrs. Prophet was talking about it, they essentially become imprisoned by those things. They become the slave to their senses or whatever they've, they've, they've pursued. And so they're really no longer free. They may think they are, but they're no longer free. The only true freedom comes in God. And, of course, we have to start, we're in the physical plane, we have to start with physical things, and that begins with freedom in our government, freedom of worship, the, you know, the four sacred freedoms. These are basics we must have, because how can we pursue, pursue our own path of spiritual growth and understanding unless we have the freedom to do so. And really, almost no other place in recorded history has that freedom been so great as it is in this country, you know, to go the path we want to. And that's one of the keys for true freedom. Well, and I, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying is that responsibility is one of those keys to true freedom. Um, would you care to talk a bit more about the accountability of freedom on an individual level? Sure. Well, of course, it, it, everything goes back to the law of karma in terms of what we do. And if we are unwilling to defend freedom uh, in our, for ourselves, our family, our nation, or for others, then we can, we're in danger of losing that freedom, because freedom must be defended. Um, you know, the old, it's almost a cliche, freedom is not free. It's very mm-hmm. true. And it's why we must be continually ready to defend our freedom, both at a personal and a national level, from those that would take it from us. That's part of the responsibility and the accountability of freedom. And I was always troubled growing up about, you know, how, how could I be a Christian and go off and fight wars and, and, you know, people die in wars, let's face it. And yet, yeah. um, you know, passivity is not true freedom. 
freedom must be defended, and sometimes it must be defended on the physical level. And that includes if our freedoms are threatened and our nation is threatened, that may mean war. And obviously war is the very last resort, but freedom must be preserved, and we must do it right, and we must be willing to pay the price to keep it. You know, Sid, a film that we recently viewed, uh, even with uh, our, our daughter at her age, was uh, the one of Sergeant York and the set of responsibilities and all the pain that he went through in order to determine that what he was doing was, was the right thing to do. So I think it's very apropos, you know, that, that we're talking about war in that situation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, you know, in, in that context, how far can we go to defend freedom? I mean, if we have to fight for it, is there a karmic consequence? Well, I mean, there's always karma. And if you fight, if, you, if we lose our freedom, then God help this planet, because it, we could enter another dark age where no one has freedom. And, and so, therefore, we have an account to defend it. Now, it's not always black and white. I mean, you could use the situation of the, of the war in Afghanistan. Um, you know, is that the right place to be, or is it the wrong place to be? I mean, you could take it either side, clearly. But, and, and we have to do the best we can in determining whether that is a place we have to draw the line. It's not always easy to do so. But I think that the, the premise of this is, if we just lie down and do nothing, um, we're going to lose it. I remember during the Cold War, there were some people that said, look, why don't we just let the, 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 the Soviet Union take over, and then we won't have any more of this stress, you know? <laughs> and, and, of course, you, that, that's, you, know, you might as well give up living as give up your freedom. And, and that's why America is a unique place on this planet, because they have that sponsorship and a tremendous devotion to freedom by its people. That's right. The lamb experiences much less stress after he's been eaten. Um, <laughs> Speaking of karma, <laughs> can you tell us a little more uh, of the Ascended Master's view on the karmic bill that you would uh, accrue if you wittingly or unwittingly deny freedom to others? Well, I think it's, you know, it goes back to anything else we do. That which we uh, fail to defend, <clears throat> excuse me, or fail to espouse as a cosmic principle or a spiritual principle, we're in danger of losing later on. If we see an injustice being done and we don't challenge it, you know, in our spiritual work or sometimes at a physical level, then we can, we can uh, end up suffering that karma. For instance, if a, if a child is in need and we do nothing as individual to help hungry children, then we have the risk, the, the, the situation of coming back as a hungry child someplace because we did not have the compassion or care uh, for our fellow man. But I think America is unique in the world in their compassion for others and what they do to help people, and I think that's a very special quality of America. And I think it's part of the flame of freedom where people choose to help, not because the government makes them or because the government does it, but because they have love and concern for others that they do that. There's no country in the world as generous as America. I agree. So, Sid, we're almost out of time, but it's almost as if you're aware of something and you see it. You now have a responsibility to either pray on it or to take action or both. Is that, is that Would that be? Well, exactly. We have accountability. And when we become a mature son and daughter of God is when we look at God and look at, at, at the face of God to the best of our ability and say, I will take accountability for who I am and what I do, what I have created in my personal world, and what I have helped create on this planet. And that's the first step to becoming like St. Germain, an ascended master who could do such great things for this planet and its people. Thank you. Well, you know, we've got to take a break here, but don't go away, everyone. When we return, we're going to continue our discussion of freedom and the related topics with Sidney Bennett. for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network.
Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. We're back. So, Sid, a question I have for you. What can we understand about the reaching of a certain age of freedom? In other words, what, what age uh, are we talking about here? Well, I think you could look at that in a couple of ways, Ross. One is a physical age, and you know, we have a—I have an eight-year-old daughter, and we talk to her about as she grows older, the the uh, sort of the bubble around her freedom expands. In other words, she can do more things independently, act more independently, and and yet with that comes responsibility and accountability. So as she takes that responsibility, that bubble, if you will, of freedom can expand until the point where it is virtually unlimited, and that's of course where God wants us to be. So there's a there's a mature of the soul, the child to the adult, hopefully, where that freedom can be experienced because of the greater accountability. And then the other side of that is when you, we could also talk about an age of freedom in, in more of a global sense um, on this planet. And the divine plan for this planet is to move into a golden age uh, under St. Germain. And what the golden age means is when there is unlimited freedom because there is unlimited accountability and responsibility. And the, and, and the great progress can be made in the music, the arts, and health, and everything else. Um, crime disappears, and people have a recognition of their purpose in life and where they're going. And many of us have a soul memory of these past golden ages, so we know it's possible. We know it can happen. It's not just a pipe dream, but it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice by all of us to bring that into manifestation. And as far as far as away as it seems right now, I mean, it seems almost impossible, in a twinkle of an eye, 
twinkling of an eye, things can change. If we can, enough of us can draw down enough light, take that accountability and responsibility, and God can flood forth this planet with light even when it looks so dark. So there is hope. So that's kind of a two-part answer to your question, and I hope that that's where you're going. But I think it begins with us as an individual, as a child, or as an adult to take that, and then we move on there to the planet. Well, actually, um, I think there's a very fine answer, and uh, this is not hope too clumsy a paraphrase, but apparently from what I understand you saying, we get about as much freedom as we can handle, or perhaps I should perhaps uh, say as much freedom as we deserve. Um, that's as an individual, that's as a country. I mean, I'm wondering if, um, is it possible that freedom can be withheld from us if we systematically abuse the gift of free will? Well, I think it's more the case where we withhold freedom from ourselves by our actions, or we prevent freedom. You know, because of this gift of free will, God may want to pour forth the greatest freedom, the greatest light, the greatest love into our worlds, but we put up a stop sign and say, whoa, I'm not really sure I want that, because, you know, with freedom does come responsibility. I had a fellow working over at my house today, and he told me his 22-year-old son won't move out of the house, because he likes it there. It's comfortable. You know, he's got his laundry done and everything. And so, but at a certain age, you know, you've got to take accountability and say, I'm going to forge my way myself in my life. And and do certain things. So, you know, we're responsible. Whatever plight we're in or we'll end up in, we're accountable for that. And, you know, once we take that stand that says we're going to do something about our lives and about this planet and say, I am accountable, it opens up the floodgates for God then to pour in. And St. Germain, we talk about, to give us that impetus and help that makes things possible, that made the American Revolution possible, that made freedom possible. But we've got to take that first step because of our free will. You know, I'm... Um, Part of the question I was asking had to do with something you had said a number of weeks back about the size of the threefold flame in the secret chamber of the heart. I think you said it was like a sixteenth of an inch. And I also remember reading in some of the Ascended Master teachings about how the crystal cord became limited both in its size and the degree to which the volume of light could be transported over that cord. And that's where I was going with this whole idea of uh, by abusing freedom and abusing free will, can we actually have our freedoms curtailed um, outside of our own choice. I mean, it's obviously our choices there, but, you know. Like a spiritual governor. Well, what God right? does is if we're misusing his energy, he will reduce the amount of energy we get because, in a way, it's a mercy because then we can't make as much karma as we would. But, unfortunately, what happens is the less light we have because of our abuse of that light, the less we feel akin to the light and the further away you get from the light. And, eventually, you can lose your threefold flame. You can get it back, but yeah. you can lose it. And once that happened, of course, you know, you lose that connection. Well, you know, having seen said that we in America have allowed some of these basic cherished freedoms to be manipulated and eroded, uh-huh. <laughs> can the sponsorship of the Ascended Masters be removed from America as a result of that? Well, it absolutely can, and um, this is why it's so crucial, because even though God loves all the people of this planet, it's not just America, obviously, but America is a sponsored nation and must be the beginning of this flame of freedom. You know, if you rearrange the letters in America, it spells, I am race. And I am being the light of God and the presence of God in us. And it's not just, the I am race is not just in America, it's in every nation. But this is the place the return of the lost tribes of Israel have come together to get it right this time. And to bring forth that flame that literally can be the salvation of the planet. And so if we ever lose that sponsorship, God forbid, then we're much more vulnerable to those that would tear down this nation as they've torn down so many nations on this planet. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Sid, and that's, that's a very important point, and I just want to say to Sergey from 
Columbia, who usually writes us and lets us know that when we talk about America and the IM race, it definitely applies to everybody. Well, let's let's shift our focus just a little bit to Saint Germain as the Lord of the Seventh Ray, the Violet Flame. And though we've dealt with the subject of the Violet Flame in our past shows, it's such an important topic. Why don't we talk a little bit more about that here? And, and what's the most important things that we need to know and understand about the Violet Flame? Said? Well, I mean, again, we could we spend whole shows and could spend many shows on that. It is the flame of freedom. So it's the seventh age. It's Aquarian. It's freedom from our karma because we can balance our karma. It's it's freedom from all that opposes our godhood and our Christhood that we do that. But we must call it forth. You know, and it's interesting because the Violet Flame only used to be given to very inner teachings and very advanced souls. The reason being because any like anything else has the potential to be misused. But Saint Germain went before some spiritual hierarchies and asked that it would become forth and released as it was in the twentieth century and um, because he could see there was no other way this planet is going to make it. And so when we have this knowledge, uh, we can use it and try it and change not only as our personal world as Mrs. Prophet described in her lecture lecture excerpt today, but also we can change the planet. The violet flame is more powerful I think than we can even imagine and it can turn the tide on this planet as we invoke it. But I think the important thing for our listeners is, if, if this is all new to you, give it a try. That's all you have to do is give it a try, see if it works for you, and that's how we can start the ball rolling. Well, yeah, absolutely right. I mean, I think that's the simplest invitation that you can give, but it's the most profound, too. It's there to be had. You can choose it. We, it's available. And I'm wondering about that, too. Has humanity always had access to the violet flame? No, I mean, it's been a long time since in the Golden Ages that existed in Atlantis and Lemuria. Of course, the Violet Flame was used extensively. But once um, the people made, unfortunately, some wrong choices and lost those Golden Ages, then the teaching and understanding of this was withdrawn as well. So it is truly a new age that we're entering, the age of Aquarius, new opportunities, new responsibilities, and it's also the return of karma for many thousands of years. And that's why it's all come together at this particular time and place. So the question is, are we going to take advantage of what we have, the tools God has given us, including the violet flame, the science of the spoken word, to help turn this thing around, or are we going to be just inundated as with the floodwaters in Australia and, and many things where people are just overcome by karma and overwhelmed by karma? We can stand, we can face, and we can conquer with God's help. And the violet flame is a gift of St. Germain to this planet this time to help us do with that. You know, something may come, but if you mitigate its, its, its negative effect, then it's going to be a lot less than it could have been. And so you may burn your finger, but the karma may have been to burn down, have your house burned down. So the violet flame is, is out there, but if we don't use it, it's not going to help us. And if we don't try it, we don't know whether it works. So I know you talked about our website, which is tsl.org. There's a huge amount of information on the violet flame there, but it's such a vital, important subject and so much a part of St. Germain and his entire mission for all these hundreds of thousands of years that it's worth investigating. Well, Sid, thank you so much. I mean, I, this is one of those discussions, like many we've had, that could go on and on, and I'd love to see it continue. So perhaps we'll plan this topic to be revisited here sometime soon. Um, but in the meantime, thank you again, as always, for being there for us and with us. Um, and those out there who are listening to this, uh, our next topic next week will be the Ascended Masters. Not just St. Germain, but the Ascended Masters, the, mm -hmm. the great white brotherhood. Yep. Uh, who are they? What do they want for us and from us? 
Also, don't forget to go and get subscribed to TSL Now, which is our newsletter that basically contains everything that happens on a biweekly basis. Mm -hmm. And you can also get subscribed to the uh, intro Pearls series, Pearls of Wisdom, Pearls of which, Wisdom yeah. uh, which will give you 16-week series of Pearls of Wisdom. You can go to TSL.org and look in the top right for the buttons. Uh, don't forget, everybody, though the upward path may be difficult, mm -hmm. the rewards are literally out of this world. Thank you all. Thank you. Again, for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.